episode number two of the tabernacle. Remember the tabernacle was on a piece of land 75 feet wide by 150 feet long. It was a rectangle. We discussed the fence last time and we saw that the fence is a perfect picture of the man who was God who shed his blood and judged our sin on the cross, died and rose from the dead. And we are now clothed in his righteousness. That's the fence. There is only one way to go inside, one gate. What does that remind you of? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. That's very controversial of a people that aren't sure of their salvation or people that don't even know about Jesus Christ. There's only one way to God, and that's through Jesus. There's only one way to enter the tabernacle, and that's at the gate that faces the east. That gate always faced east. It had a dirt floor. When you walked in through the gate, only the priest could go in to the inner court. When you and I become believers, we are made priests and prophets. We are priests because a priest takes the people's needs to God. The prophet takes God's message to the people. When we walk through that gate and come to the brazen altar, which is where the sacrifices were made, we accept Jesus as our sacrifice, then we have a way to pray for those we love and take their needs to our Heavenly Father. We study the Bible and we learn what He says and we have the privilege of telling others what the Word has to say. The priest took the sacrifices and put it on the brazen altar. The altar was made of acacia wood and it was dipped in bronze. It was God the man judging by the use of a sacrifice. When they built this altar, God set it on fire. If the fire went out, man was not to light it. That fire came from God from heaven. As they were moving one time, the fire did go out and someone lit it and they died. So the priest would take a lamb, kill it, shed its blood, and put the lamb on the, on the altar to be consumed by fire. Then as you walk around in this enclosure, your feet get dirty and your hands get dirty because you're just on the desert, desert sand. There's a building here that's 45 feet long, 15 feet wide, 15 feet tall, and it has two compartments. The first compartment is called the holy place. The second one is called the Holy of Holies. The priest could only go into the holy place. 
And once a year, the high priest would enter the Holy of Holies and offer blood sacrifice for the sins of the people. But before you could enter into the holy place, you had to approach the laver, or it's a wash basin. It was made out of bronze. The women took bronze and polished it brightly, and that was used for their mirrors. So the ladies had to give up their mirrors, and they were forged to form a huge basin that contained water. So before you entered the holy place, you had to go to the laver. You looked into the laver and you saw yourself. You washed your hands and you washed your feet. Every time before you entered the holy place, you had to have clean hands and clean feet. Clean hands because you used your hands for service. Clean feet because you walked around and your feet got dirty. So now we have another verse to put with the laver, and that is 1 John 1 9. When you enter the holy place, as we'll see in a few minutes, that's a place of fellowship and worship. And before you can have fellowship with God, and really fellowship with a lot of people, you have to have a clean heart. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If you confess your sin, He is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. I bet I've used this verse many times on these episodes, but I want to review it again. It says, If you have a choice, you can be a child of God, and you don't have to confess your sins. Confess means to agree that you're wrong. It means you don't blame it on somebody else. If you sin, you go before the Lord, and you confess, and you agree with Him that you're wrong. He not only forgives you, but He cleanses you of that sin, and it says all unrighteousness. Isn't that amazing? that you can be absolutely clean and then you enter in to the holy place where you worship God. So we come through the one gate, we go to the brazen altar, then we come to the laver, and from there we enter this little building, which I'll describe a little bit later. But when we go into the holy place, there are three items in there. When you enter the room, on the right is a table of showbread. There are 12 loaves of bread on the table. The table is made of acacia wood dipped in gold, and it has a golden rim around the top. All of this was specified in the verses I gave you in Exodus. 25 to 34. They built it to exact specifications. They put two rows of bread, six loaves on each row. One loaf represent each loaf rather represented the tribes of Israel. Twelve loaves, twelve tribes of Israel.
the priest would go in and break the bread and eat the bread. When we break bread, we have fellowship with each other. We go to communion. They give us bread and wine, which speaks of the body of Christ, the bread, and the blood that he sacrificed for us. So the table of showbread is on your right. Just in front of you is the altar of incense. It is an altar built of acacia wood, dipped in gold, and it has an incense burner on top. In the Bible, incense always speak of prayer. Prayer is a sweet smell to the Lord. So the priest would go in, put the, the incense in the burner, and keep it burning all day. They would go every day and replace the bread and replace the incense. And they kept a constant uh, odor, which represents continual prayer to God. And then on the left, as you enter, is my favorite item. That's the candelabra. I love the candelabra. It's such a beautiful picture. And I hope that in your mind's eye, you can visualize with me how it was made, because it's very fascinating. It was made of solid gold. There was a big blob of gold, so to speak, and they beat the gold, and they formed one major candlestick that came up out of the blob of gold and rose up to be one candlestick. Gold speaks of deity. Jesus was beaten, and one speaks of God. So here we have God in the one candlestick. Then they beat that. I don't know how they did it. And they formed three candlesticks coming out from the one, not, not uh, welded in, but coming from the one out on each side. Three is the number of grace, and six is the number of man, and one is the number of God, and seven is the number of completion. So the candelabra represents man in Christ, complete in him. Then they drilled a hole down through the candlesticks, into the base of gold that was left. It was hollow inside, and they poured olive oil into that hollow base. Olive oil, in the Bible, always speaks of the Holy Spirit. They put wicks down the candlesticks into the olive oil, and then they lighted the wicks every morning. That speaks of the light of the world that comes through the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the heart of people who are in Christ. So we are the light of the world. We pray, and that's incense to God. 
we break bread and have communion with him. But this can only be done with a clean heart. As this could, the priests could, they went in every day and took care of the holy place. The wicks were always trimmed every morning and a new wick was lighted. But they didn't throw away the burned wicks. They put them in a box and saved them. The light represents our life being a light for God in a dark world. But we start over every day. What I did yesterday was yesterday, and it doesn't count for today. I love that because I wake up every morning and I realize this is a whole new beginning for me. Yesterday's gone. What I did for God will last. What I didn't do for Him doesn't need to last. But this is a new day to start over. But the, the picture of the wicks being put in a box is a picture of how God remembers and keeps all the works that we do empowered by the Holy Spirit. And when we stand before Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ, and we will, all the works that we have allowed Him to do through us, we will be rewarded. When we receive those rewards, we lay them at the feet of Jesus. Why do we not keep them? Because we didn't earn them. We simply allowed the Spirit of God to control us on a daily basis. And what we did, He did through us. And it pleases God. So here we have a picture of the holy place where we, in time, can identify with these three articles in there. We have to be clean, we have to confess our sins, and then we have the great and wonderful privilege of fellowship, prayer, and being a light to those we love. Next time we'll talk about the Holy of Holies and the building that they are enclosed in. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Share with your friends. Thank you.